0: Good evening. Cold, huh? <laughs> so, we're continuing our discussion of the final verse of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami's auspicious invocation, the Mangala Charana. In our last meeting we discussed the origins of this verse and how the concept of the panchatattva, or the five principles of divinity appearing as in a unit, um, originates with Swarup uh, Damar Goswami. He was the personal secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri. He himself hailed from Bengal as well, but he uh, uh, met with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in in Puri and became one of his most intimate associates. And as I mentioned, we, we know that he's the origin of this... Um, doctrine of five truths, five truths, five, princ- five principles of divinity all appearing in the form of devotees, because Kavikarnapur hmm, has stated as much in his Gauragona Desha Dipika, where this verse is also found. And um, so, in the context of speaking about the origins of this uh, verse and the concept of the Panchatattva, we spoke a little bit about the evolution of the devotees in terms of their um, understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and of themselves and so forth and the extraordinary um, experience of the devotees in terms of their understanding the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was was highlighted and and so to continue the discussion we we shall segue into more of a discussion about devotees, which really this this verse is is about. Hmm? Um, it speaks of as we know three Prabhus, hmm? three lords, Mahaprabhu, Advaita Prabhu and Nikananda Prabhu and then three and then two Shakti Tattvas. So they are all uh, devotees as they appear in Gauru Leela. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears as a devotee. Advaita Charya appears as a devotee. Uh, Nityananda Prabhu appears as a devotee. And then we come to the devotees appearing as devotees. Hmm. Bhaktakyam. Hmm. Uh, uh, who, who, he offers his respect to one of the five truths, Bhaktakyam, to those who are referred to as devotees in general. And so there, and then, uh, then of course the, the, the further extension of the idea of the Shakti Tattva that includes, um, devotees constituted not of Tatasta Shakti but of Saroop Shakti. So two types of devotees. There are five truths, five principles of divinity. Three of them are the Godhead appearing as devotees. Two of them are Shakti Tattva appearing as devotees. In Gorlila. the Shakti Tatva are always devotees, hmm? and the Vishnu Tatva are always God. Hmm? But those that are always devotees, there are two types, hmm? and that is the is the Tattva constitutes Shakti, and Shakti-Shakti, and surup shakti So, first of them comes as referred to here by the word bhaktakyam, named devotees, so one of the five truths. Hmm. To Krishna in the form of a devotee, to his expansion in the form of a devotee, to his avatar in the form of a devotee, to those who are called devotees, hmm. and to the shakti tattva appearing as a devotee. Hmm. Here the shakti tattva refers to the svarupa shakti. Those who are known as devotees or referred to as devotees, of course, are also constituted of Sarup shakti excuse me, of the of, of shakti of tattva. They are the tatasta shakti, but they become, as we'll see, devotees, also by the influence of the sarup shakti. So this is, uh, we enter in a little bit more technical uh, territory here, discussing, as we must, these different uh, shaktis. It's not something we haven't discussed uh, many times from many different angles, so we'll go into that a bit. Um, but with regard to the, the personalities in Gaur Leela, hmm. who are referred to as the Panchatattva, Śrīvās Thakur is Bhaktakyam. This is who he means, who he refers to when he says Bhaktakyam, but Śrīvās means Śrīvās Adhi, Gaur hmm. Himself and all devotees like him, or in a broader sense all the devotees, of which there are two types, ontologically speaking, constituted of two different Shaktis. As the book Chaitanya Charitamrita proceeds, this is the seventh chapter that this verse is explained in. The eighth chapter, Krishna S. Kaviraj explains how he came to write Chaitanya Charitamrita, and, and he describes the figurative tree. He begins to describe the figurative tree of devotional service, and all the branches are devotees. And he spends several chapters, two, three, four chapters, listing the names of uh, the eternal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This way, in the first seven chapters, where he goes over his mungal charan, he gives a, a huge philosophical and theological installment, hmm, kind of a, a ground hmm, on stage, philosophical stage, on which the leela will be enacted. Then he starts naming all the players. Hmm, and uh, and then he'll begin the narrative of of Gorila, mm. and he's named uh, so many. I, I don't know the number, but so many, um, as many as he could think of. I, I guess he could say they were uh, eternal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu So he, he goes through. All. He he feels that it's that it's very valuable to mention their names, just to just to say say their names. Hmm? This um, kind of idea, notion, that divinity extends and substantially into the devotee sector hmm, is really what we call Vaishnavism. Ruchi, which is a stage in Bhakti, I've likened it to the stage where the medicine of our practice, our hearing and chanting, becomes like food. Hmm? You have to think to take your medicine, and you might forget. But you don't forget to eat. Hmm? Hmm. Uh, so when it becomes, t- when you become sufficiently cured, then there the, uh, the inherent taste in the practices. So if it comes to the fore. Hmm? and one's living on the taste, and so there is an attachment to bhakti that is the uh, that, that Ruchi is characterized by. Marginally, it's characterized by no attachment for anything material, and um, principally, it's characterized by attachment to bhakti. And bhakti is living and personified, of course, in the bhaktas. So part of the idea of this ruchi-bhakti and attachment to bhakti that characterizes it is that there develops in the devotee an attachment to and a preoccupation with an interest in the devotee's and in particular the advanced devotees, the devotees, associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who all embody love of God. Prior to that, the preoccupation is what? The preoccupation is with God and the Guru. Hmm? Or just God, not even the Guru. Then God and the Guru. Hmm? In Bhagavatam, in 11th Canto, different types of... um I want to say levels of realization are described: threefold, hmm? the 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 novice, the intermediate, immediate, and the superlative standing in bhakti in realization. Hmm? And the, the amongst those, the novice, the neophyte, the Kanishta hmm, bhakta, is described as having faith in the deity, hmm? but not understanding or appreciating the divinity as it extends into the devotee, the Vaishnav. So you'll see typically, for example, a Vaishnava is giving the lecture, other Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis are listening, and someone will come in and see the deity and make a commotion and work his way through the crowd and stand in front of the deity and make a prayer and put a rupee in the box and walk out. Hmm? So, such a person identifies God in the deity, he doesn't understand the extent to which God is present in the devotees. Hmm? He ignores the class and the discourse and so forth. He doesn't stop to think that the reason that he is coming in and offering the koloni to the deity is because a Vaishnava has explained to him, this is God. Hmm? Without that, why do we bow before the deity? Because the devotee has told us we should do like this. So, where is the God then? Very much in the heart of the devotee. Hmm? Indeed, this is a very hard to realize point. But the teaching is that, the, that 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 Krishna is more present in the heart of the devotee than he is in the deity. Hmm? This we call Vaishnavism. So, prior to coming into Ruchi. Hmm? One is pretty much a prakritabhaktā, bhakta, a, hmm? a kanishta. Hmm? This word is used in Bhagavatam. Prakriti bhakta, hmm? nishta is the stage before ruchi. There's some kind of crossing, crossing over. Hmm? Hmm?
1: Um,
0: but bhakti ruchi, it, as I say, primarily, principally characterized by. Attachment to devotion and devotion is personified in the devotees, the lives of the devotees, this becomes of great interest. So these stages, of course, are, the demarcation between them are not black and white. Point being here, as much as we find this coming within us, we we know we're going in the right direction towards what? Being, moving from being a Vaishnav Pray to a Vaishnav proper. Vaishnav Pray means almost a Vaishnav. and the, the the difference in one sense between being being a vaishnava and being almost a vaishnava is is being involved in in vaishnavism which means the emphasis is on the vaishnavas on the devotees hmm? and this is where krishna das is taking us now here as in the last um verse of the panchatattva because he's although all of the members of the panchatattva are appearing as devotees two of them are actually always devotees, three of them are God appearing as devotees. Hmm? One of them is just Bhaktakyam, named devotees, known as devotees, this sector. Hmm? Um, and, and we know that, of course, the gods, Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Dev, Advaita Charya, they've already been discussed in previous chapters with Mongol verses dedicated to them hmm? exclusively. Here we find the verse is dedicated to all five, but two of these five have not been discussed at any length. They're also mentioned in the first verse, but there they're not discussed at length either, because there, as we heard in our last discussion, the primary emphasis in Krishnadasa's own auto-commentary was the guru principle, hmm? which he adds to the five tattvas that are also mentioned in the first verse. This verse and the last, and the first verse of the Hungal Charn, they correspond. They speak about five truths. Again, the difference being the first verse adds a sixth truth, the Guru, and we should should give regard to the Guru before doing uh, Vishnu Bhakti. You cannot do Vishnu Bhakti without Guru Bhakti. So appropriately, he's offered his obeisances to the Gurus there, and he's elaborated in his commentary. Tattva. So, really, what's left here is for discussion. Is these two types of devotees, and from here, as I say, he'll go in. He'll finish. He'll he'll segue from this uh, discussion of uh, Shivas and Gadadhar and the, the principles, the tattvas that they represent, into a narrative about. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's conversion of Prakasananda, which seems very much out of place. Hmm. But what he has not done in his commentary on his Mangal Charm thus far, as theological and philosophically deep as it is, and as much as it constitutes a philosophical and theological stage on which the drama of the narrative of Krishna, of Gorlila will be performed, he has not addressed the Mayavad philosophy which he's very much opposed to krishnas is very overtly opposed to this and uh, we found that in our groomers as well and of course you you can you cannot become a devotee without getting this out of your head so he he seems to take the opportunity well he creates an opportunity to discuss that as well in the context of narrating how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu converted Prakashananda Saraswati. As, as I say, it seems rather out of place. Hmm? He's described the Panchatattva. Hmm? Suddenly, this is this narrative about Mahaprabhu's converting Prakashananda. Hmm? Then how he came to write Chaitanya Charitamrita. Then introducing all the players. and Then the narrative begins. And later in the narrative, at the end of the Madhilila, again the narrative comes of how Prakashananda was converted. It's told twice. Hmm? So he, <laughs> he seems to have inserted it here. He, it kind of fits in that the way he speaks, begins to speak about Srivas and um, Gadada Pandit, is by way of speaking about how they, together with the other members of the Panchatattva, they, as I said the other night, they, they broke open, plundered... Uh, the storehouse of Prem, of love of God, and distributed it indiscriminately, hm? Giving it to everyone and, uh, widely chanting and creating a, 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 tidal wave of, of love of God and so forth. And of course the conversion of Prakasananda is a, is a good example of the measure of the, uh, influence of that which they set in motion, hm? It was a hard, uh, hard case to convert who has such a scar for gyan and mayavad and so forth which is so opposed to um, uh, the internality of the form of the lord and uh, and and the yeah, the idea that the lord has qualities leelas that are, are um uh, nirguna not constituted of modes of nature and so on and so forth but uh, but again he also and it, and it takes the opportunity to deal there with the Mayavad philosophy in brief as well. Um, so, at any rate, here the emphasis on Srivas and Garada are on two, two tattvas, hmm, the Tasta Shakti and the Srup Shakti, mm. and two persons, uh, Srivastakur and uh, Garada Pandit. So Srivas has also in Goragana Dhisti Karnapur's book, again, where the different associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are identified with a um, a devotee in, in Krishna Lila, he makes the connection that all the devotees, as we said, of Gor Lila, they came with Krishna, hmm? because if Krishna's come, his devotees have to be there, and so they have a corresponding role in, in Krishna, who they are. Kavi Karnapur is speaking about that with regard to Shivas. He identifies him with the um, well-known figure of the Puranas and the Bhagwat, Narada Muni. Hmm? Narada Muni has been described by the Venerable Vishvanath Chakrabarti Thakur in his Bhagwatam commentary as a person that represents both sadhana-siddha and nitya-siddha. Two types of Tatasta sakti In the Paramatma Sandarbha of Sijiva Goswami, it is mentioned hmm, that there are two types of Tatasta. One type is nitya-siddha, eternally liberated. One type is nitya-badha, eternally conditioned. It's not that the eternally conditioned from a time without beginning, hmm, under the influence of beginningless or anadi karma, once it's not that once they become liberated and become nityamuktas, hmm, that those nityamuktas are what he's referring to. He's referring to nityasiddhas. Hmm. They're not muktas. I mean, they're liberated, but they didn't become liberated at any point. We know that the world and the Tatastajiva, in one sense, is manifest because, why? Because of Narayan's desire to bestow mukti.
1: Hmm?
0: He lives in Vaikuntha, and he sees the glory of, of mukti, its sarupya, shasti samipya, hmm? and so forth, and he wants to bestow that on others. He can't bestow it on anyone in Vaikuntha, in hmm? so there needs to be a world Mm-hmm. Um, and Jiva's souls that, that he can bestow it upon. This is not something that happens in time. So it's just if God is all love, then uh, compassion must also be part of that. Mm-hmm. And so there are corresponding souls. And there are corresponding souls that need compassion and there are examples of souls that that personify or exemplify the status that the jivas who become liberated can attain. Hmm? There's no like uncharted territory for them, in other words. Hmm? Do you understand? So there, there are innumerable, hmm? infinite number of jivas who are conditioned. They are constituted of tattastha shakti. And there are an infinite number of them, who are liberated. Hmm? The liberated ones exemplify the prospect hmm, that we can attain. Hmm? That's why they're there, in one sense. Hmm? And both of these, these type of nityasiddhas, constitute tathasta shakti, and the nitya buddhas constitute shakti, liberated ones and the conditioned ones are different from those constituted of Sarup shakti hmm? which is the other kind of shakti-tattva and devotee emphasized here, personified in the pancha as Karadar Pandit. Hmm? In paramatma Sandharva Jeevala Sami gives a couple examples of nitya-siddha, tatasta-shakta, uh, shakti Jivas. I think he mentions Garuda. Hmm. It's not a it's not a low position <laughs> that said at the same time, those jivas that are nityam siddhas, tasta jivas, and those who attain the liberated status, hmm, they remain as shakti imbued nonetheless as they are with Swarup Shakti. Hmm? and they hold a somewhat slightly different position than those like Gadada Pandit, who are constituted of Sarup Shakti. To give an example, in Ragh Bhakti we find that amongst the handmaidens of Radha, like Rupa Gosami. Rupa Gosami is appearing as a devotee in Gaur Leela, as an associate, and he has his life in Krishna Leela. Kavikarnapur has identified him in Christian Lila with Rupa Manjari. Manjari here means like the handmaiden of Radha. Hmm? This is the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism to become the, the Manjari of Radha to follow like Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami is a pran hmm? There are nityasakis, there are pransakis, hmm? There are priyasakis, there are Paramaprashta Sakis and there are Sakis. Mm. There's different groups of gopis. Mm. Important to us in Gaudi Vaishnavism are the Pran Sakis and the Nitya Sakis. Both of these are handmaidens of Radha. Mm. The difference between them is that the Pran Sakis are like rupa Sanatana, Ragunatas, and constituted of Sarup Shakti. Mm. And Nitya Nityasaki. Nityasakis, Nityasakis, They are handmaidens of Radha who are constituted of shakti hmm? either eternally liberated ones or ones who become liberated by the grace of the Mahabrabhu, his dispensation. Hmm? So, when Vishwanath Chakravati says that Nard is both a Nityasiddha and a Sadhana Siddha, he's referring to these two types of tathasta-shakti-jeevas. Mm-hmm. And Nard is like this paradigmatic figure that appears everywhere. Mm-hmm. In Vaikuntha, in Dwarka. everybody knows about him. <laughs> he's in every Purana. Uh, uh, Prophet called him like a transcendental spaceman. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and in the Bhagavatam, in particular, he's largely depicted as a sadhana-siddha. Hmm? One who was a, a conditioned jiva that became a, an mukti eternally liberated. Hmm? Became liberated. Hmm? His story is told in the early chapters of the Bhagavatam, maybe the fifth, fifth, fifth chapter. Hmm? Um, and there's also a reference to his previous life as a Gandharva. He was a Gandharva and a, a musician, and he heard the Sankirtan party, which doesn't necessarily um, focus on musical accomplishment, but rather participating from the heart. When asked about how to play the Murdanga, once Prabhupada said, just beat it with feeling. Hmm? So, of course, we should try to become a little accomplished as well, but this is the spirit of it, of course.
1: Hmm?
0: Um, So, at any rate, he uh, describes in Bhagavatam himself, having a thought um, um, lowly, of the Senkirtan, because of its lack of mus- musical proficiency and so forth. And um, as a result of that, he fell down from the Gandharva's life. He had to take birth as a son of a maidservant, which means, it's a it's a fancy way of saying he didn't know who his father is, which is a fancy way of saying, that's not good birth, hmm? <laughs> And, um, nonetheless, then, in that situation, Although he offended the Sankirtan, he got he contacted the Sankirtan, which is like touching fire, so it had some effect. And at some point in his early childhood, some devotees, hmm, during the rainy season, were traveling, and they took shelter of his house. His mother afforded them a place to stay, and they stayed there, and they discussed the Bhagavatam. He heard the Bhagavatam, and so on and so forth, and became attracted. They left, his mother died, and he became a devotee, and his whole story is told... It's very compelling, isn't it, to hear the story of Narada? Hmm? Hmm? This we should be attracted to. This, to hear the stories of the lives of devotees. This is where bhakti really, li- where, where where God really lies. Hmm? It's, it's interesting because, as I said earlier, in the beginning we have faith in the deity. Then from there you have faith in the Guru, hmm? but not any God brothers or God sisters or the guru, any of the Guru's associates, just the Guru. Hmm? Nobody else. Hmm? Um, but as you we develop, and as I say, it extends further to include the entourage of the Guru hmm? and, and to revere the God-brothers even, and all the advanced devotees and so forth. And as we move in that direction and our sense of divinity expands to include the Vaishnavas and be preoccupied with the Vaishnavas, our sense of God improves. Hmm? Our sense of what the Guru is improves or develops, we begin to see the Guru not only as sakshad but kintu-prabhorya-priye-vatasya. How he or she is dear to Krishna. What is their love of Krishna? Their Krishna-nandaya. Their bhakti, and so forth. So, as as I say, as it expands, to include the Vaishnavas, what we find is the earlier conceptions about God and, and Guru that we are preoccupied with at the cost of identifying the devotees as a, mani- as a significant manifestation of di- divinity, hmm? uh, that conception develops hmm, as we identify the devotees as such an expanded um, manifestation of the divinity. And the Panchatapa, of course, is all of this. For Shiva, Sari, Go, Mukta, Brando, all the devotees that are going to be described... Hmm, uh, Godadhar and, and of course the three, the three Prabhus appearing as well as devotees. So, it's a beautiful story, hmm? Nard's story, his, 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 uh, development, his liberation. So much to be learned from that, hmm? Right in the beginning, early on in the Bhagavatam, we have this, this narrative to try to take us in the direction of Vaishnavism. This is where you can find out the most Keti prachati from the hearts of devotees, dharma sa tattva guhayam mahajana yena gata This is where the truth of dharma is to be found. If they will reveal guyama preach the secrets of their heart, this will be our greatest blessing uh, for us. Hmm? So again, Krishna is more in the hearts of devotees than He is even um, standing on the altar. This is hard to to believe. Understand uh, that uh, but this is Vaishnavism. Again, this is how we move from being almost a Vaishnav to, to actually a Vaishnav. <laughs> so, as Narada, hmm, so Srivas, because Srivas has been identified with Narada, hmm, as I mentioned, so he represents in the Panchatattva this, both types of uh, Jivas, those who are uh, who have become graced by bhakti and liberated, hmm? and those who are eternally liberated that are constituted of shakti hmm? The tathasta-shakti, to speak about the tathasta-shakti comprehensively, we cannot do so without speaking about the sarup-shakti. Mm-hmm. That means to say, we cannot speak about the tathasta-shakti without speaking about its potentiality. It's something in not a static... Uh, Idea, hm, reality. It's not a static idea, a reality. It's a, it's a dynamic reality that has potential, hm. And if we don't speak about its potential, we have not spoken, spoken, uh, uh, comprehensively about it. Just like, I've given an example before. Let's take Costa Rica. So Costa Rica has no army. hmm? We can look at, say, this country's in trouble. It has no army. The Nicaraguans could rise again and, uh, or some other, there's always some trouble in Latin America except Costa Rica. there's always some revolution going on and and so forth hmm? even the church is fueling the liberation theology and and so on, so they can take to arms and, and then here's this one country they have no army hmm? um, so we can look at it and think it's in a dangerous position, but if we look at its potential in that it has commerce and a particular relationship with the United States that has the biggest military-industrial complex in the world, we can say, oh, well, it's actually the safest country in Latin America. Hmm? Because if Honduras should invade Nicaragua, it's questionable whether the United States is going to get involved. But if anybody should invade Costa Rica, the United States would be there. Hmm? So it has that potential by association. Hmm? So we, as divas, by association... hmm? If we don't speak about ourselves, the jiva tattva, in terms of its potential as a result of association, we have not spoken comprehensively about it. And there are two types of, um, we could say, potentials that it has, potentials to be, to express itself, the jiva shakti, hmm? tatasta shakti. Tata, of course, means um, the beach, the hmm? beach, we should go to the beach hmm? here in Guanacaste. And then we can stand on the beach and we can try to put our finger on the line that demarks the water from the sand. Can you do that? Can you put your finger on it? There's a line, right? You see it on the map. <laughs> you can see it, but you cannot touch it. Hmm? Ta-ta. So again, this speaks to us that about the jeev that it is somewhat uh, it is substantial, but unto itself nebulous. Huh? Substan- i should say—substantial, but lacking potential. Hmm? It, it, there's the there's the there's the sand, the material maya shakti's influence, and there's the water the sarup shakti's influence. Hmm? It's going to be touched by one or the other. If it's touched by neither, what the Vaishnavas refer to it as what? Spiritual suicide. Hmm? He's dead. You can't kill the jeev, But his potential hmm, to function, to move, to... Um, <coughs> to exhibit qualities, to have a form and a personality. Without the influence of these two shaktis, that potentiality of the jeev will not come out. You see, maya shakti doesn't have that potential. Jiva shakti has the potential. If you take the maya shakti and you... Influence the Jeev Shakti with it, it will have a personality. Hmm? A svabhav, a nature. Hmm? This is one Svabhav. This is an unsubstantial nature and personality. Hmm? Because that personality is artificial.
1: Hmm?
0: It's based on like it's based on perceived differences that don't really uh, accurately describe the nature hmm, of being. Differences that arise, let me say, in the mind hmm, and from the senses that form then in, in ourselves likes and dislikes and a personality hmm, that is here today and gone tomorrow. So this is an existence that's, that's, that's an unsubstantial hmm, and one in which the Jeeves' full potential also is not realized. It's almost going backwards in terms of its, of its potential. Hmm? As we call conditioned life, the ahankar hmm, is an acquired personality. Hmm? The jiva thinks it's doing things that really only the modes of nature are doing. Just like in neurology, we find the brain is doing so many things.
1: Mm.
0: So the Gita says, we think that we're doing things that really only the brain is doing. But the Gita goes on to say, but you're not a brain. Mm. There is something you're doing that the brain's not doing. Mm. What is that? You're experiencing. Mm. In neuroscience today, we cannot even find experience in the brain. The experience of color. There's no neuron that you touch and I experience red or hmm? to speak of the experiencer even if we could find that hmm? that is it's very subjective in other words it's, it's, the neurons are all objective so, subjective experience it's like I've said before the, the billiard ball in the pool game saying ouch all of a sudden hmm? it's not going to happen so to think that the neurons in the brain are all of a sudden going to start to they're non experiencing. They're moving against one another, things are happening, motion is going on, um, and and whatnot, but that they all of a sudden start going, Hey, this is cool. <laughs> it isn't, that's whole like really different. Hmm? People sometimes in in, in philosophy of mind think of you know, like what would they call it? Uh, the um, epiphenomenalism or something like that where the the, uh, the the consciousness comes out of matter like like bile comes out of liver or something like that. but all examples in nature of this kind of what's the term for it um, this 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 kind of expansion or Emergence, this kind of emergence, all the examples in nature of emergence of one property from another are all of the same category. All the stuff, in other words, that's in the former, that the emergence comes out of and is constituted of. The the, the, the emergence, everything that's in the emergence is in that what it's it's emerged from in a different form. Hmm? So the idea that consciousness is an emergent property of the brain, to use examples in nature of emergence, is a bad fit, because there's nothing in the brain, hmm, all the properties of the brain, there's nothing like experience in them. hmm? It's an entirely uh, different affair. hmm? For it to be an emergent property... Everything in consciousness would have to be there in some form in in, in, in the neurons in the brain. Hmm? But so, even but and beyond the experience, of course, is the experiencer, the I. Hmm? So this is the jeeve that I am. That I am American. This is the jeeve with a personality. Or I am Costa Rican, South Central American. Uh, or North American, Um, this is a personality that is a result of the Tattastha Shakti associating with the Maya Shakti. Hmm? It's uh, an unsubstantial sense of existence because, unsubstantial, because all things matter are unsubstantial or insubstantial. We say in English they're here today and what? Do you know the phrase? Gone tomorrow. Hmm? And that includes our personalities and so forth based on the influence of the modes of nature. So the existence tied to that is an insubstantial existence. Hmm? If we were to clear off that maya and just try to find the jiva without the influence of maya shakti, or without the influence of shakti, we would have a substantial existence, hmm? an enduring existence, I am, but there's no scope for for personality to develop. Personality requires differences. Hmm? It might be likened to, it is, the jiva is likened to Nirvishesh Brahma, it means it is Nirvishesh. Nirvishesh meets without qualities, without differentiation. Hmm? So it's a unit of being, knowing, loving, potential. Hmm? A unit of will, but without the influence of the Maya Shakti or the Sripshakti, It has nothing to will itself in relation to. Hmm? If it's to merge with Brahman or enter Brahman, hmm? Nirvishesh. There's nobody else there. That's the experience. Hmm? It's hard to be a person that's no other person, because in one sense, other persons define our own personality hmm? and qualities, and differences, and likes and dislikes, and so on and so forth. So now, on the other hand, of course, the third sabab. So the first sabab is I'm American or I'm Costa Rican I'm Central American. It's insubstantial. The second one's I am. That's substantial. But it lacks potential. Hmm? It doesn't speak about the full potential of the jiva. When the jiva, however, is influenced by bhakti, which is carried by the devotees, hmm? right? They're the bearers of that. Hmm? Then we then we have the beginning of an existence that is substantial. I am, and it can develop the full potential. I am a gopi. I am a gopa. Hmm? It can develop and manifest as dasya, the personification of dasya, sakya, vatsalya, madhurdya. Hmm? And it's maybe useful to help us understand this point, that the same, in effect, holds true for Krishna. Why Krishna has qualities, why Krishna has leelas, why Krishna has qualities, why he has form, why he moves... Why Brahman is qualityless, formless, and immovable. What's the difference between Param Brahma, Krishna, and Brahman? Well, the difference is that Brahman has no qualities. Brahman has no, Brahman has no form. Brahman is motionless. Krishna has form, qualities, and leelas, movement. But in one sense, why does Krishna have form? Or what is the form of Krishna? Krishna's form corresponds with what? The heart of the devotee. So because a devotee has a heart of bhakti, a particular form of Krishna exists to correspond with that. Hmm? So the reason that the Param Brahma, in one sense, is what it is, is because of bhakti. Hmm? It has, particular qua- it has particular qualities that correspond with the heart of the devotee. It has particular leelas that correspond with the heart of the devotee. Hmm? The sarup shakti is his own nature. Hmm? It's his own nature. And in, in, in because, because it is in the context of his own nature, which he can't be separated from any more than the moon can be separated from its shine, he shines hmm? brilliantly, and moves and has qualities and is a determinate rather than an indeterminate reality. We have something to talk about now. Brahman you cannot say anything about. Has no qualities. Has no form. Has no movement. Hmm? It's a philosophical term. term, Determinate, indeterminate. Determinate means it has qualities, it has form, it has shape, it can be discussed. and, hmm? And these are all because it, Param Brahma has Swarup shakti and, the, and bhakti is the essence of Sarup shakti So what I'm saying to you is that really, in effect, Krishna has form, qualities, leela, personality, individuality, because of bhakti. Hmm? So do you think we will have it without bhakti? No. Hmm? Because of bhakti we will have it. Without bhakti, we won't know our potential. Hmm? And by the influence of my shakti, hmm, then we'll have a personality that's insubstantial, illusory, problematic, hmm, troublesome for us, and so forth. So, as I say, if this is the case for Krishna, then let us speak of ourselves. hmm? We need the influence of bhakti. We need the uh, influence of the devotees in our lives. They are the bearers of bhakti. And this is really the main point that Krishnadas likes to make here about these two types of devotees. Now we're just talking about the, the Tathasta Shakti, uh, Jiva, and its full potential as a devotee. He'll also talk about the srup Shakti, like Kadada Pundit. But but his main point in discussing this is how they spread Krishna consciousness, how they make it available and so forth, how they put in, in motion, as I said, this tidal wave of, of love of God. Hmm? And that will wash out the philosophy that there's no, that there's only Nirvishesh Brahma. Hmm? You see the contrast? Bhakti is coming into Nirvishesh Brahma of Prakashananda Saraswati as the verses go ahead in this chapter and pff, obliterating him. His philosophy is that, that the form will be obliterated and Krishna Saroop Shakti will obliterate him. Hmm? Turn him into a devotee. Hmm? He's opposed to the idea. What to speak of us if we're not opposed? Hmm? How readily it will come within us if we open ourselves to that. And Sri Shankar then, as the personality of the Panchatattva, has been singled out by um, Kabir Karnapur and Krishnas, Kabiraj, as as the person who personifies the full potential of the Tattva Jeev. He had. Um, he was an elder of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he um, he repeatedly uh, demonstrated unflinching faith in the Abhidut Nityananda who would come to his house and uh, conduct himself in un- very unorthodox ways at times. Mahaprabhu repeatedly tested the faith of Śrīva's in Nityananda Prabhu, he always passed with flying colors. Hmm? Hmm. He, he made his house open of the place of Mahaprabhu's nightly, uh, his nocturnal kirtans. Hmm? Uh, was it Prabhupada 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 Mandire? Was it Pradoshasiva Shri- Pradosh, Pradosh, Shri- Pradosh, Pradosh, Mandiriprabhite Mandir. There every night Mahaprabhu would go for kirtan with his devotees into the wee hours and the whole house is just arranged to facilitate it. and the Mahaprabhu's kirtan the number of the number of instances of of how the, the, the atmosphere was compromised in the house of Srivas and how how he responded when he realized that compromising elements were in the house compromising and that they got in the way of Mahaprabhu's kirtan his ecstasy hmm? his own mother-in-law was hiding in there once to find out what it was like and Mahaprabhu could not find any rasa in his kirtan he searched around and then Jivas found this late and he dragged her out by her hair <laughs> could not care less for her. this one Brahmin he let him in hmm? he said that he was very pure and he went so Shiva's very kind, he let him in, but Mahaprab said, No no. Not just by drinking milk you can get into my kirtan. Hm? That's not the kind of purity. Purity is 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 not the emphasis of bhakti. What is the emphasis of bhakti? Bhakti. Hmm? Purity is the emphasis of a Gan Mark. Hmm? Not bhakti mark. Hmm? Hmm. Bhakti comes into the impure heart. Hmm? And because it comes in, there's no room for impurity, and it goes out. We don't try to become pure and then be devotees. No, we try to be devotees, uh, and that will make us pure and more. Hmm? Hmm. Gyanmarg is all about purity. That's all it's all about. You have to be pure. Hmm? They're always looking to the purity of everybody. We're always looking to see if they like Krishna. They're engaged in service, and because so, we know ah purity, that's a small thing. They will come. Hmm? Hmm. <laughs> so there, Mahapuch said, "Oh no, he can't. He, he had to leave." He went one time in the kirtan, then Shiva Stakur's son in the next room died. The ladies didn't know what to say. The son has died. Should we stop the kirtan? How can we tell them? They're going like crazy in this kirtan. Mahaprabhu of course, in his om- omniscience, he could de- detect something happened in the house, something's wrong, see what it is. He stopped the kirtan. was said, oh, my son died. Can we go to... Shall we continue?
1: Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Your
0: son just died. I don't want to... That's just nothing. Don't think about that. It's your kirtan. He said, yes. Pleasing Mahabhu with the kirtan. <laughs> this is how preoccupied he was. Mahaprabhu of course, touched the boy, brought him back to life. He spoke like a like a la- realized soul. Hmm? Everyone was happy. Śrīvās hmm? <laughs> attests to this. Murari writes about it, other biographers. Extraordinary event, rose him from the dead. Hmm? So he opened his whole house to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu every evening, until the wee hours, hmm? the late at night. They would do kirtan, and this place of Shiva's Takurs, this kirtan is Rasakirtan. Mahaprabhu wouldn't let anybody in because it requires some eligibility to enter there.
1: Hmm?
0: You have to have more bhakti, Hmm? more bhakti sukti, more to, to enter there. But he took the kirtan out of the house to distribute it to ordinary people. And then in doing so, he showed the way in his whole lila. When he leaves Navadvip, takes sannyas and goes to Puri, he's showing how by his example, how you can qualify yourself to live in the, to enter the house of Sri Vastakur and perform kirtan there. Hmm? How extraordinary is the house of Sri Vastakur. The whole Madhya the whole Amthya properly understood, hmm, is a teaching of how to, by following the example of Mahabhu, qualify yourself to enter the house of Sri Pukirtana. What kind of house is that? Hmm? This is the same way in which the whole Mathura and Dwarka lila are really pointing back to the Vrindavan-lila. Hmm? So to follow Mahaprabhu through the whole Madhya-lila, anti-lila, hmm? you have to enter into the Gambira, the deep, means deep, deep room that he lived in, hmm? internal, means internal life. Hmm? There's this, this is a solitary place at Gumbir, There wasn't room for two people except for Shankar who served as Mahaburu's pillow at times. Hmm? Mahaburu would lie on him and he would fall asleep and then Mahaprabhu would melt and go out underneath the door into the night and run into the sea and think it was the Jamuna and jump and be caught in a fisherman's net and all the devotees wondering, Shankar, what happened? Where is he? We put you there to take care of him. Oh, I fell asleep. Hmm? This is the Puri lila. So that that solitary place it was, the Gambira. We have to go into this solitary place. How you'll go there? Through Namkirtan. To get together with other devotees mm-hmm. in Sangha, in Harikata, and Kirtan. Mm-hmm. It will take you within. And what will you find there? Many more devotees. <laughs> you'll find the world there mm-hmm. in due course. So as Mahaprabhu did, we reached the, this place in the Gumbira. Then we can enter into the house of Srivastaku. Hmm? You can enter in at Gokul, excuse me, at at, at, at at Godrum. You can enter into Godrum there. You take your birth in a Godrum. It's the island of Kirtan. Hmm? Bhaktimano's place is there. And from there every night you can go to the house of Srivastaku and perform Kirtan. Hmm? And Mahaprabhu showed his devotees there, you are so-and-so, you are so-and-so, see me, I am Ram, I am Krishna, I am Narayan, you are so-and-so, you are so-and-so. And from all different leelas, devotees are coming. Hmm? If they're devotees of Ram, if they're devotees of Narayan, of Nishimha, they think, what a special opportunity it is to worship my Lord now in his form of Gaurachandra. What a kind of extraordinary leela he's performing now. Hmm? This is... can put the whole world on tilt. What he's doing, what are the depths of that, to try to understand. Hmm? Well, all that, this, so the house of Sivas, this is so important to us. Hmm? So uh, central to what we are about. What kind of host he was. Sivasadi Gaur Bhaktivarinda. He is Narada and also later in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Krishna's Kavirasa I also identified, identified him with Krishna's Brahmin friend, Manu Mangal. Depends how you look at it. If you look at it from the point of view of bed, difference, bhava and leela, then Madhu Mangal is like an expansion of Narada, hmm. student of Narada. If you look from the other side, then I think, everything starts in the bradja-lila. Narada is the expansion of, of, of Mother Mangal, hmm? Krishna's brahman friend. This is uh, brought out in, of course, in Gopal Champu, when Purnamasi comes to the Braj and people see her and they think, who is this? Who are you? You are a mystic lady and look very spiritual to us. And, and, so, and, and who's that boy with you? She says, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, the... Uh, what is it? Sandipani Muni was her son? Yeah. Hmm? I'm the mother of Sandipani Muni and uh, we learned about Bhakti from Nard. This boy is Madhu Mangal. He accompanies me everywhere. We never change. We never grow. We never age or change. We're always like this. Paradigmatic figures, like Nara is a paradigmatic figure, hmm? and so they make her a little hut hmm. along the banks of the Jamuna. She resides there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then she explains that this 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 Mongol, he he he, Sami says, through the mouth of Purnamasi, that oh he is just nature, just like Nara. Hmm? Sometimes Narada is referred to as the farcical Narada, you might have heard it. But it really plays out in the form of Madhu Mangal. Hmm? Narada is quite mischievous, as, as, as you may now even you know, he's like more of a straightforward-looking sadhu. He's quite mischievous in the way that he pushes the leelas forward and so forth. He has a, this kind of a almost a Yogamaya type of uh, role. Hmm? helping to orchestrate the leelas and make them happen. So Madhu is similar, associated with Purnamasi and Brindadevi. See, Purnamasi, Brindadevi, Madhu Mangal, they don't have a house. Hmm. Like Nar, this homeless, and he just goes everywhere. Hmm. They made her a little huts, but n- Brindadevi's a forest nymph. Who's her house? Family, yes. Madhu Mangal, no. Yeah. There's special people hmm. in Krishna Leela. All somewhat associated with the principle of Yoga Maya for organizing the lila, pastimes and so forth. those hmm? meeting with Krishna, he not point he hands him over to Krishna at a certain point.
1: Hmm?
0: They become fast friends. Krishna thinks, Oh what a treasure. This 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 boy will be very important in my life. Hmm? Rupa Goswami has listed him as one of the servants of Radha, hmm? Like a pray so in this way, something about Narada Muni and Tasta Shakti we discussed in relation to the Panchatattva verse of Sarup Namadhar found here in Chaitanya Charitamrita as the final Mongol verse of Krishna, uh, uh, thank you, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Any question? Yes
1: referring to this
0: this Mm. uh, are they just called that because they're showing that the prospect of the
1: Nitya Bhattacharya Shakti because I don't see how they have any, They're not like on any any border they could go one way or the other, they are they are there and they're all determined so it's highlighting the prospect
0: Um, in one sense but you have to understand that the the that 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 becomes liberated remains a tattvasajiva. Hmm. It's in, in, in just because we call it a tattvasajiva in constitution, it doesn't mean that it that that it's has the possibility of returning under the influence of Maya, hmm. because it's made a choice. It's made a choice in relation to Maya. It's not satisfying. So that can be changed. Hmm? Because if you make a choice in pursuit of your happiness and it doesn't make you happy, well, you're in the market for making another choice. Right? That's why we keep making choices. (laughs) Because we're never happy with any of the ones that we make. They never fully satisfy us. So we keep choosing other things to do, to look, to pursue, to gather, to acquire, as such as the nature of, of conditioned life. But if we make a choice for bhakti, hmm? as much as we get bhakti, then it's just like, you know, if you have a hundred dollars, it means nothing to you to see a penny on the ground. If you have nothing, you might pick up that penny. Hmm? So if you have a higher, param drishthvani vartate, raso varjam rasopiyasya param drishthvani vartate, said in the Gita. When you have higher taste, raso varjam rasopiyasya param drishthvani vartate, then the lower taste is left behind. There's no question of leaving the higher taste for the lower taste. That's the meaning of the higher taste. Right? So having tasted bhakti-rasa, the jiva has realized its full potential. Hmm? So it's still a tathasta jiva under the influence and the blessing of the surup shakti, therefore it's functioning in terms of lila seva and so forth, but there's no... Even though we call it Tatasta, there's no opportunity for it to, to fall off the cliff or something like that and go... The material existence to fall from vacuunt or, or or whatever. Hmm? So you ask if the liberated diti mukta Jivas that they're just they're just like the ones that go there by other means. Hmm? Um, but they're always there. They do set the example. Hmm? We're trying to if you want to try to find a reason for them, that's a reason that they set an example as to the prospect of the jiva. Did I answer your question? Yes. Yeah. But you also that, said they're under the full influence of the surup shakti, but I assume that they're fully constituted in the surup shakti. The no. no. They're constituted of Tatastashakti. shakti. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the yeah.
1: forms are tathasta
0: shakti? Well, the form, the surup, is what is the surup of any tatastajiv? It's constituted of, 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 of surup shakti. Hmm? But they're but they but they are tathasta Shakti influenced by suru. they don't be, this the Shakti doesn't turn into the surup shakti hmm? that's why it's different it's ontologically different hmm? but it can function just like the Shakti doesn't turn into maya Shakti right
1: hmm?
0: even less so it's more similar to the to, to the Shakti because surup shakti is conscious and constitutive of such ananda, Sandini, sanditladini, and so forth. Hmm? But the tatasta Shakti doesn't become the Sarup Shakti is the point. It becomes imbued with the Sarup Shakti. Now, for all intents and purposes, yes, it functions entirely like the Sarup Shakti, but somehow it's still the shakti, And I've explained it that it has it's it's somewhat identifiable as such in that it can attain certain positions that, that, are, that, that, and, and, and not others that are held by those constituted of sarup Shakti. It cannot become, for example, the Shakti Jeev, a Pran Sakhi. Hmm? use the example in Manjari, but it can become Nitya Sakti. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> it's, it's, one follows the other, in a sense. Hmm? Um, And of course, that plays out very much in Rahaganuga Bhakti.
1: Hmm. And,
0: and the point remains the same I mean, for the for Tatasta the Jeev. You, know, you take a Narda Muni, it's a little hard to sort all of that out, especially when you go to Mata but...
1: I like your record remembering in Jayavadharma that uh, Bhaktivinoda Sukhoth says that some Jeev emanate from Bodhadeva, some Parashasam Bodhadeva, some from Rajarani. Is there any connection there?
0: the the Jeeves that are said to emanate from Radharani is it or is that what you said yeah. or Baladeva these are all um Sarup Shakti
1: yeah.
0: hmm. The Jeev according to Paramatmasandarva Paramatma, 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 hmm it's coming from the Mahavishnu hmm. But what is that? But, but they're always in Vaikuntha. I guess as he's coming out, (laughs) it's hard to put into you know uh, talk about it uh, uh, in language. But as much as this as Narayan manifests as Mahavishnu, you could say he's got one foot out. Manifest in the material world, and Jeeves are coming out for the uh, the liberated, and and there's the non liberated. But the point is it's kind of silly to talk about it. The point is that both exist eternally. Hmm? One group in functioning in relation to the internal Shakti and the Leela, other, material existence to be liberated. Another question? A little technical. Yes? What's the purpose of describing all the tattvas as a, as a unit? Like, I'm wondering, there's no, you know, of as a unit in, in the Bhagavatam. So I'm kind of wondering what, in Chaitanya Charity, what's the, the purpose of describing all of the, the five of them together as, as, a, as a unit? Well, they came together to do the same thing. It's like, um, I guess it wants to describe um the the fact that that the descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu includes the descent of two other uh, forms of the godhead, Balaram and and uh, Sadashiva, Mahavishnu, that's pretty extraordinary, so you want to make that point. That these are all, you know part of this descent, integral to the descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and that the Sarup Shakti this is integral and, it, and, it, and it, what it does is give a blessing and and what the prospect of the jiva is and so forth. And it's, it's saying all these things. It's kind of saying what, in one sense, what was Mahaprabhu's descent includes. He comes to propagate Sankirtan, as Krishna says, with these kinds of... Um, Devotees. Hmm. And then in two other forms of the god that he plays along with himself, as well as himself, as devotees, with other devotees. These kind of devotees, liberated devotees. Hmm. Means to say that liberated devotees come with him and make this opportunity possible, available for others. What else? Okay, let's stop. Oh, okay, go ahead. It says that the, uh, the Kirtan in the house of Srivastakor, I've heard it said that it, it corresponds to the Rasalila. How does that play out when there's all types of different bhaktas there? Well, different devotees experience different things according to their their internal life. This Mahaprabhu was showing different things. Hmm. Some go home early. <laughs> <laughs> Does Mahaprabhu in the in the kirtan in the house of Sri Das, does he experience the same thing he experiences in the, the Gambira in that kirtan? Because Namurchi was telling me at lunch today that some people place emphasis on Jagannath Puri on the Gambira, but that's where he achieved the you know, the, the feelings of Radha, the last verse of Shri and that's where, where it reaches kind of perfection and, and Yeah, but that's the showing of the way. Hmm. Um but the eternal reality of Mahaprabhu and the Nitya Lila is in Navadvipa, Nanampuri. Hmm? So we, we don't try to like eternally enter the Gambira with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We want to eternally enter into the Navadvipa Lila.
1: Hmm?
0: So the coming out of the Navadvipa is to show how to enter in there. Hmm? And the Gambira is the high point. That's You have to get that far to... To enter into Navadweep. It's included, it's hmm? included in, in, in Navadweep. Yeah. There's more in Navadweep than in Puri. Hmm? Puri, sh- Puri leaves off where Navadweep picks up. Hmm? He gets to the, point, the high point in his practicing life. Hmm? And where does he go then? Hmm? Is that place. Is the is the is the perfection, is the uh, l- more or less than the practice? Hmm? So, he's trying to enter Vrindavan, right? Mahaprabhu, and Vrindavan is not different than Navadweep, not Puri. Hmm. So Puri is, the, is where Mahaprabhu was showing the way. And the Vrindavan, and again Vrindavan and Abhravi, same. And the Kirtan of the house is often compared to the center of the leela. Right, right, there. Shishidāja Gopal ki jāi, bhaktavṛnda ki jāi, vodpremanam.